Sarah Webb. Welcome to Quantum Healing with the Angels, the podcast. Hi guys, this is Sarah with Quantum Healing with the Angels and I am happy to be bringing you a new episode today. I actually just did a whole intro for you and my mic was not working. So I sounded like I was in a hollow tree or I don't know what what would that be? A hollow elf tree. Elf tree? Elf tree? It sounded bad. So uh, I figured out finally that the USB port, one of them has gone bad. Anyway, I'm just going to do it again. Today I'm bringing you I thought I was going to be bringing you a BQH session that I had done that was kind of interesting or a meditation that I'm working on, but actually we did a new channeling and there was so much information that I was like, we have to share this. So this became priority. Before I get started, I want to say thank you to everyone who took the time to enter the drawing for the free BQH session. We did finally do the drawing yesterday, and the winner is Diane B. from Australia. I am so excited to do this session with her. I have gotten to know her just a little bit through social media, and she is wonderful. And for everyone who entered and left us a review. You really have done so much for us. Just to have some reviews on Apple Podcasts is a really big deal. It will help us to get better known and for others to find this information too. Other people are looking. I get people who write me saying, you know, I was looking for something about angels and then you came up and then you know, I started listening to your sessions or just different things like that. People really are looking and you probably don't know how many people you've affected by just doing that. So thank you for that. And this session, um, it's an important one for me because it gave me a clearer understanding about attachments, which is something that it's debated a lot. It's some people are really, really into looking for attachments. Other people are not. <laughs> There's all kinds of views on attachments. So this really cleared things up for me. It cleared up what attachments are, how attachments happen. I knew some of that already. I did know some of that. But I got a real understanding of just how it all works and then a way to make that much more simple in sessions than I've ever heard it or ever been taught to do it as far as removing things like that. It was really helpful for me. They never cease to surprise me in some way or another. It's just like new information, new information. I hope you guys enjoy it. 
We will have something new up for you before the holidays. If you celebrate any of the traditional holidays this time of year, a lot of us, you know, grew up with those. Uh, I hope you're having a good holiday season. And if you're having a hard time, they talk about that also in the session, that the energy around this time of year really ramps up and tries to mess with us. So be kind to yourself. Just do what you can do and don't stress yourself out. Make sure you're being good to you. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't be hard on yourself about this holiday. I know there are expectations. I know there's family. I know a lot of you have kids, even grandkids. All of that is tough. It's got to be tougher than what we deal with. We have ourselves and, and our two cats, and they're pretty good about being understanding about Christmas. <laughs> and there have been years where Travis and I didn't do gifts. In our other business, it is a very slow time of year. So just do what you can do and love yourself. That is the most important thing I can tell you. Love yourself. I want you to hear me when I say that. Okay. If you need any support, reach out to me. Okay. I love you guys. <laughs> Here we go. I hope you enjoy this. It is session 17 of Quantum Healing with the Angels. What is required today? Thank you for coming through today. Thank you for the relief I feel in my back and my body. Can you tell me what is going on there? You're gaining process and progress. Progress? The negative does not like what you are doing, so they are trying to affect you in a negative way. But you are overcoming it. Okay. You know how to beat it. Yes. Changes are coming, and they can see that, and they do not like it. Okay. Thank you for that. There are more people starting to realize there are other things in their lives that can be changed. They are breaking out of what you call your matrix. They are broadening they are broadening their light experience. They are broadening their ideas. They are getting out of the social cage. The social cage is what you have been taught your whole life. Fear-based ideologies are being eradicated. Is that happening all over? It is happening all over the planet. 
Many people are tired of what you say. Tired of being sick and tired. Yes. They are broadening their thoughts. They are tired of relying on people telling them when they can be okay and when not, not to be okay. They are broadening their minds and they're starting to realize that they have been lied to. Mm-hmm. They're tired of being scared. They're tired of being angry. The anger makes them very tired and weary. And when they're tired and weary, they're too tired to fight. They just give up. They do not want to give up anymore. Mm. Wonderful. They are fighting back. Are you sending more light to the planet to to help us awaken in that way? Yes. And what you are doing is putting more power into that light. See, when you do what you do, the light we send is around you. But when you do what you do, it makes that light even stronger. Then the light spreads to other people and they spread their light. The light spreads by the more people that you get to learn about how the light works. The light is very simple, actually. Yes, we tell you you need to be happy all the time, but we also know that it's very hard because of the way things are set up in your lives. But we don't expect you to be happy all the time. It's not what we expect. We want you to be happy all the time, but it's not like a rule that you have to be happy all the time because of free will. See, that's the trick. The free will is the trick because we cannot affect how you feel. We can tell you how you need to feel, but it's up to you to do it. But even if you don't do it, it doesn't mean it's a bad thing because it goes on and off. Sometimes you feel good, sometimes you don't. Most of the time you do feel good. Most people don't realize that. Even when they're in just despair and anger, they do have good times sometimes. And that considered to be a good thing. And eventually everything will turn around and you will be happy again. Especially if you're around other people that have light. The more people you acquire that have light, they will help you. And you will have light. People always help each other. To bring in more light. When you bring in more light, then you will bring in light to other people as well. That is how it works. You spread the light. Okay. Thank you. Yes, somebody mentioned something about when you're in a deep, deep depression, it's impossible to just be happy, as you say. And I suppose it might be a matter of getting out of that situation and then working on being happy. Yes. When someone is in that phase, what you call depression, Mm -hmm. if they find people that will actually take the time to help them and be happy and bring light into their lives, that depression will go away. It is impossible to be depressed when you're around people that are there to be your friend 
and help you, take you places where other people are happy, try to take you out of your depression. If you're by yourself all the time, you will not be able to get out of that. You have to be around other people that have light and they are willing to help you. I know that is kind of hard in your state of your world right now because a lot of people are selfish. They might tell you some things to get you out of your depression, but they will not take the time. Sometimes they don't have time to help you. But there are some people out there that do have the time that will help you out of your depression. You don't have to search for them, but you can try to find some people. Just try to befriend some people that are happy and tell them how you are doing, and they might have the time to help you out of the oppression. They will take you places. They might even invite you into their home and show you what they do to make them happy, and then you will have a new friend. And that depression will disappear, and you will change into a higher light being as what you were supposed to be. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in a bit of a trance myself here. Let me find my question that I was going to ask you. Who am I speaking with, by the way, today? This is Metatron. Oh, your voice is quiet today. It sounds more gentle. What you go by speech is always different. Uh-huh. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Some people get us mixed up because our voices are not the same all the time. Some people get me mixed up with our dear friend, our dear life friend, Michael. Some people uh-huh. get me confused with him, and sometimes they get me mixed up with Uriel. Yes. We all sound the same in some men's voices. In women's voices, we sound different. Mm. But in some men's voices, we do sound different. Mm. Sometimes, just like humans, when we're trying to get a point across, mm. it will change. Oh, yes. <laughs> sometimes it sounds louder than other days, and sometimes it is not. Yes. Okay, thank you. I had a question about, we talk about the Bible a lot and how it is not correct. And I was thinking, how how did angels come into the picture? Did someone write that in that Bible book, as you call it? Yes. The word angel... The first person that wrote about the angel, it really didn't sound like angel. It's like some humans change words around to fit their narrative. The person that saw it said Angela. Oh. Which the name Angela comes from. Wow. And somebody couldn't say Angela, so they just shortened it and said angel. So he said he saw an Angela. <laughs> and then someone said, well... They just wanted to call it an angel. And they did see wings. They thought they saw wings. It's Mm. just the way they saw the light made it look like wings. I see. The way the light showed, when we show up, it looks like wings. It looks like a little head. 
<laughs> yeah. The person that saw it saw a ball of light that light was the light was the way it reflected in his eyes made it look like wings uh-huh. and legs. So he saw a head, wings and leg, but that was just the way the light and he saw it. He just said, Angela. Is that anyone we would know or no? No, it is not. It was just a random human on your planet. He was not what you call a prophet or anything. Mm-hmm. He just saw us, and that's what he called it. And then the prophet saw them, but by that time, the name was already changed to Angel. So they call us Angels. Okay, thank you. This person asked me about attachments. I need more emphasis on what you mean by attachment. Yes. What do you think an attachment is? That is a very good question. Do you remember Travis's first regression that he did with the practitioner that I went to also for my cancer? And the little boy that in that session was supposed to be an attachment, I believe, that happened when his father died. And I wanted to ask you about that as well. What did that mean? Do you remember that? Oh, so you call those attachments? The practitioner did. Okay, well... What you're getting at, that soul was hanging around this soul. I think the reason why she calls it what you call an attachment Mm -hmm. is because when a soul does not want to come to the light, they will find someone they can, what you call, attach to. They will not be inside the person's body. Mm -hmm. They're actually outside of the body, but a piece of their light will, what you call, attach to a certain part of a body on a living soul. It could be any part of the body. They will see someone they really like because they hang around on your third plane Because they do not want to come here in the light. They will find someone they like. And they will get a little piece of their light and clench on to any part of the human body. I think that's why when someone goes under and they say they want to get rid of attachments, someone might say, I have an attachment in my right eye. Mm -hmm. That being, soul being, that might have been the first part they attached to. And they do not untach and attach to other places. Once they attach to that being, they stay in that one spot. They can leave whenever they want. But when someone goes under what you call your sessions and they ask to be released, Mm -hmm. once they ask them to leave, they will leave because they're not angry. Okay. There's like, well, they asked me nicely, so I think I will leave. Mm -hmm. They won't miss the soul they were attached to. 
They are keen to them, but they just want to be somewhat part of their lives. So when they attach to them, they are stuck with them until they feel like they don't want to be with them. So an attachment, as you call, can leave any time they want or they have to leave when they're asked to leave. Okay. And usually when they ask them to leave, they tell them to come back here in the light. And it's really what you say funny, actually, because we are always asking them to come to the light. And it's kind of amazing that they wouldn't come when we ask them. We're not mean to them. We're just like, come to the light and they just want to hang around down there. But when you go into a session and someone, the what you call a practitioner, asks them to leave, they will leave. That's why we say what you call you practitioners are very powerful people because we are archangels and we can't even get people to come to us. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That is one of the sources, what we call his little practical joke for us. Is it really? <laughs> you can't get them to come, but humans can get them to come. Oh my goodness. And we're like, well, that is amazing. <laughs> It's rewarding in some ways, actually, because it helps humans on your planet. It makes them really feel good because they're helping people. Mm-hmm. Source says that's what we call a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Just because we can't do it all the time, you can do it. And that's a lot of power. A lot of power. So what you call an attachment, the way it happens is, You could be walking around and there could be a soul that's been around and they just happen to like you. They don't hurt your body or anything. Okay. They just attach to you and they do feel your feelings sometimes. If you're feeling hurt, they will try to help you. But the way they help you is they will talk to your higher self. They talk directly to your higher self and your higher self talks to you. It's almost like an extra person on your team. So it's not, so they don't harm you. Right. That and is, there and there is no such thing as an evil, atta- evil, evil attachment. attachment because evil doesn't exist for one. But yes. you know, when we told you about your so-called reptilians. Yes. That was now they point. have the technology. It's not totally spiritual, but it's halfway spiritual. Mm-hmm. They can be considered an attachment. But they are not spiritual. Now, those are the ones that hurt your body because they are still on the physical plane. They just have a little bit of technology where they can go a little bit into the spiritual realm where they can kind of mess with your mind, Mm -hmm. but they can really mess with your body. Mm -hmm. They mess with your body on the physical realm. They mess with your mind basically a little bit on the spiritual realm. To make you see crazy things and make you think you're going crazy. That is them doing that on a tiny bit of a spiritual level. That's why they don't have that much power because we can take that away. Make you see good things. Yes. Now they use some kind of inverted crystal. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. Okay, so as a practitioner, should I be 
here's my here's why I'm wondering. When the practitioner asked me if there were any attachments in my body to do a body scan, I had a very hard time doing that. It was almost like the more she asked, the more I would find. And it, I became anxious about that. And I've been a little confused about that ever since. Like, were there reptilians attached? It would, it would make sense in a certain place, maybe. But were they running all around my body? <laughs> and, um, yeah, how does, how does that work? And do I, as a practitioner, need to ask the client to scan their body for those? Or can I just ask you to remove them? Or can I just ask for healing? You can do it any way you want. If you feel that there are so-called reptilians in the body, mm -hmm. if you feel it, then they're more likely they are there. Mm -hmm. Because that thought is not going to pop up in your head just randomly. Mm -hmm. If you see it with everybody, mm -hmm. then that is a problem. But if you're with someone and you've never seen those before, and the first thing that pops up in your mind it is reptilian, then it is reptilian. So you can't second guess yourself. Okay. So if that's what you were feeling at the time, then yes, that is what was happening in your body. We remember that session. Yes. We remember that session. You had a few in you okay. because they were trying to discourage you from what you call your cancer. They were trying to make you feel worse than what you were. They were mm -hmm. trying to put fear into you to make you okay. scared and discourage you from that session. It was making you second guess yourself. It was putting all kinds of crazy things in your mind yeah. to make you think what she was doing was not going to work. And can you tell me, and this is for other people as well, how were they able to get in? It is not hard, actually. Mm -hmm. They just... Anytime you think anything negative, they just can just get in. Yes. It's that easy. If someone's always negative, it is the easiest people to get into. Even if you think negative for a second, that is just enough time for them to get in there and mess with your brain. They will put all kinds of crazy things in your mind, make you think crazy, bad things, saying things are not going to work and this is not going to work. Anything negative, that's when they jump in. Mm -hmm. That's why we try to tell people, try to stay as positive as much as possible. Because mm -hmm. it only takes them a second to do it. Mm -hmm. You think one negative thing and boom, it's in there. And they will try to mess with you as long as possible. But you have more power than they do. You can actually think positive things. Literally, you could just tell them to get out of your head and you can go right back to thinking positive things and they could be gone just like that. They don't have that much power to stay in your body. See, the light is stronger than negative energy. Mm -hmm. But it's actually easier for humans to be scared and grouchy all the time. It's mm -hmm. easy to be grouchy. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be negative. Everybody knows that, especially on Earth. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be negative. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Say negative things about other people. Make fun of other people. Why everybody, you know, people wonder, why is it so easy to be negative? Well, the reason why is because you was taught on your life to be scared. 
Being scared and being negative are on the same wavelength. It's easy to be scared because somebody can just tell you something and make you scared. And you want to protect what you have. Most of the time when people are trying to protect what they have, they're usually scared when they're trying to protect. They don't want to admit that they are scared. But when you're in protection mode, you're on the defense. Being on the defense means you're protecting yourself, which means you're scared. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not scared and protecting yourself, you have a little bit of scared in there because mm-hmm. you're trying to be protected. And when you're trying to protect yourself, you're trying to stay alive. Yeah, yes, it makes sense. So the fact that I was scared at that time probably made it much easier. Yes. Yeah, I would think so. And the fact that I was in pain. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's like a kind of a downward spiral Although I know you can pull yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So basically everything you said is right. There are such things as what you call attachments. Mm-hmm. And the bad ones mm-hmm. are not the soul of someone that passed away. The uh-huh. bad ones are usually reptilian. Yes. This makes sense. So that's a different kind of attachment. Those kind of attachments are physical attachments. Mm-hmm. And yes... They can be taken out the same way as you take out a soul attachment. Okay. Because you're bringing in light. Once you bring in light, the reptilians will just let go. Okay. And then when you bring in light with the soul spirits, they will come back to us. Fairly easy. So is that a question you that I... Well, I know you said that I can do it either way. If someone is having a problem that you think in their lives... Mm-hmm. it's best just to do it. Okay. I know you say you don't suppose to assume, uh-huh. but usually if someone is having a bad time in their life, they do have some kind of attachment in their life. And it's mostly reptilian, but you do not have to say that it's reptilian. Okay. And you're, just say, ask us. Ask you. Can you please get rid of the negative attachment. Don't even call it an attachment. Mm. Just say, call it negative energy. Negative energy. Okay. We do not like the word attachment Mm -hmm. because on earthly plane, when you say attachment, people always think it's automatically evil. A lot of attachments are not evil. They're just souls wandering around us attached to someone they like. Attachments does not sound like a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it's best just to call it, most of the time it's not negative energy. So if they have a positive attachment to, to them, just say, oh, <laughs> the other word, chords. Oh, you can, yes. Could you tell me more about things like chords? And sometimes people will say hooks. It's the same thing. Attachment cords and hooks are the same thing. Okay. They just got different words for it. Mm-hmm. So you can call it a cord sounds better. Okay. A hook is not a good thing because hooks can cut you in real life. So hooks and attachments are the two words you do not want to use. A cord is different because a cord goes both ways. It could be a negative cord or a positive cord. So if you think someone has something negative in their life, is holding on to them, just say, 
ask us to remove the cords. It doesn't, you don't have to specify if it's a good cord or not. Just go ahead and do it because most people on planet Earth has a cord. And percentage wise, I would pretty much say 95%. So pretty much everybody on the planet has some kind of cord. So it's best just to ask us to remove cords in every session. Okay. Even if the person isn't having anything bad, you can just ask us at this time. Could you please remove any cords related to my client? And that's it. We will do it. So you, that way you don't put a negative on the session or a positive. It's just neutral. And You're just client, doing a neutral thing. Excuse me. And the client does not have to worry about scanning their body for those things and finding where they would be. And exactly. You go right to what you call the jugular. Yes. Perfect. You also cut your session shorter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's just more dramatic if you are calling in and talking to those things. But... Right. And when you straight out ask us to do it, mm -hmm. that is a command. See, a oh. command works better than asking us. We would do it anyway. But when you command it, it's quicker. You just go right to the jugular. You say, can you, archangels, remove any cords related with this client, and it's gone. That way you skip right to the point and you don't so-called drag your session along by going the long route. Right. Either way, it will get done, but if you command it, it will be gone. Okay. So I could say, could I say, Archangels, please remove any cords that this client has. Okay. Just that simple. Okay. You don't have to say any extravagant words. Just say that and it will work. Okay. Thank you. That's such good information. Do we create cords? I, I think I've, I think this has come into my mind lately that whenever I think of just about anyone, it's almost like I am creating a, an, a, even though we don't like the word attachment. So an attachment or a cord, a connection, maybe. Is that how it works? You can draw in cords. <laughs> like, you could be, you could actually draw in a wandering soul. If you say you need help with something, sometimes a wandering soul will come in before we will. They don't have the same power as we do, but they will just be there to help you with some things. Oh. But they will talk to your higher self. They won't talk to you directly. They will talk to your higher self. Explain it to them and your higher self would tell you. What is a wandering soul? It's the souls that don't come straight to the light when mm -hmm. they pass over. Okay. And they decide to do that just because they are enjoying their time in that what, what, what is it where are they exactly or can they are on earth uh -huh. they're just on a different plane and they're not ready to come here yet mm -hmm. so we let them stay they can come here anytime they want mm -hmm. but they just want to hang around on that plane but they're on a different what you call a dimension dimension is it a particular dimension like some people will say they're in the astral plane or the fourth 
That is the best way to describe it because on the astral plane, mm-hmm. all of the dimensions in what you put together are together. Yeah. The astral plane is one dimension where you can see everything. Okay. You remember when I told you in one session that they always try to make up different kinds of dimensions. Yeah. They have, they even have numbers for it, which that does not matter. Uh-huh. There is no level. There is no levels. There is no rules. But there is another plane. And we kind of like the word astral plane. We don't have a name for it. But that's what it is. You're on another plane, but you can still see things on the earth. Some people are afraid of dying and going to that plane and having negative beings bother them or keep them from going to the light. There are no negative beings in the astral plane. The negative energy is outside of the astral plane. I see. The negative cannot go into the astral plane. The astral plane is kind of what you call, hmm, what is the word that you call when someone is stuck in the middle? Oh, yes. You made it up. Oh, I can't. What is it? Purgatory? That is one word for it. I don't love that word. That is the more negative sounding yes. word for it. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. But you know which word I am talking about. I think. Now, that is the medium plane. That is mm-hmm. the medium place between the physical life and here but even in the medium the negative energy cannot go in the medium so anyone that passes away is safe there because they can see here and they can see what's on earth they have a choice to pick whichever one they want whenever they decide there is really on the medium plane you can create what you see in the medium plane you can be in a big giant green plain of grass <laughs> it's pretty uh-huh. that's a medium plane that's why a lot of people stay in those medium planes uh-huh. the thing that is false though with the movies put out there is when someone dies there is no such thing as an evil medium plane it is always just in the middle you can pretty much make up whatever you want to see in a medium plane You can make up your house in a medium plane. It'll be like you're still in your house, which you kind of are because you're wandering around and you can see, but you're not feeling sad or anything. You're still happy on the medium plane. That's another thing I want to explain to people. When you're in a medium plane, even though you're in a medium, you still feel like you are here in the light, but you're just not here in the light. So you're happy on the medium plane. Mm -hmm. You can just see everything. When you get here in the light, you can still see everything too on on the earth Mm -hmm. but in a different way it's like you can appear and disappear appear and disappear Mm -hmm. when you're in a medium plane you're pretty much on the earth though well pretty much on the earth the whole time but just in the medium plane Mm -hmm. you can 
see things. You can, just like in the movies, you can go through walls. You can see everybody in your family. Let's say you were married and you passed away and you're in a medium plane. And for you, you don't know what time it is. And you think it's only like been, well, since there's no sense of time here, you don't know what time it is. It could be years and you see your wife or husband being married to somebody else. You're going to be happy for them because you feel relieved that they're being taken care of. There is no jealousy on the medium plane because you're pretty much in the middle between the light and here. So you see everything like in a good way Mm -hmm. still. So you're happy for them. Sometimes when it happens... That makes a lot of souls just come to the light because like, okay, my family is safe now. I can come to the light. So you're just watching over everyone, pretty much. There is no time limit. You can stay there forever if you want in the medium plane. Whenever it's time for them to come, we will know it. And we will come usher them into the light. So they have plenty of time to come whenever they want. Okay, thank you. I've had some, or I've heard of some practitioners talking about the in-between. Is that the same thing? Yes, that is the same thing. Okay. But there is no negative in the in-between. So if you hear someone say that someone's in the in-between and they are not happy... Mm-hmm. That is not true. Yeah, there are lots of stories about that. And one about somebody who had passed who was still angry. And the whole story about how they were, what do they call it, recycled. That is not true. It doesn't happen that way. The in-between is a nice place. Mm-hmm. You're just waiting to come to the light. Now, if that comes through, that is just negative energies trying to put negative comments into the thing. Mm -hmm. See, the thing about negative energy, Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as what you say in the movies. There is no such thing as a prime directive. They can actually affect things when it comes to things like this. That's why everybody's hard for everyone to believe what we do when it comes to these sessions, because... Anytime you hear anything negative in a session, Mm -hmm. that is the reptilians using their powers to put things in there to scare people. Mm -hmm. We have nothing negative to say. Mm -hmm. Everything we say is positive and full of light. Mm -hmm. So anything that comes negative in a session, that is what you call the reptilians using the negative energies in their crystals to put influence on that session, to -hmm. bring negativity to that session. Yes. That's when you command to cut the cords. When you cut the cords, that makes the negative energies go away Mm -hmm. because it is a command. It is a light command. The light is stronger than negative energies, and it's just like that. Mm -hmm. It goes away just like that. Sometimes they try to fight it and come back, which... That is a nuisance because it will push them away, but they are very determined sometimes. They can literally come right back sometimes, and you have to do it more than once. If you have to do it more than once, 
then that's when you will probably have to cut that part of the session short because they are really, really determined and you do not want to spend hours going back and forth. Mm. Sometimes they just go away and they do not want to be bothered, but they are really determined and angry and want that person. They will keep coming back in the session maybe a few times and that will get very frustrating and you have to cut it short. So if you cut it short, does that mean it's done and they can't get back in or, or they, they leave over a little bit of light when you do that, mm-hmm. when they go away, mm-hmm. a lot of the light stays, mm-hmm. but they still try to punch their way in. They might keep a little bit of negativity in there. Yeah. But if you ask us to remove the cores more than once, a lot of times they do give up. We say only do it twice. Twice. If you do it the first time and it goes away, and all of a sudden another negative energy come in and another negative thought comes into the try it one more time mm-hmm. and then it goes away. Now if it comes back a third time, that's when you know you have to cut the session short. Okay. And tell us to give you one last punch of light before you cut it short. That oh, way it'll put a wall up. So negative energies will just be trying to dig into that wall. It might not work. It might. They might just go away because they get tired of trying to cut through that law. Can I ask for that wall? Yes. Okay. You have to ask for the wall. For the a wall. final wall. Uh-huh. A final push. Uh-huh. Ask us to put up a final light wall so the energies cannot go in. Okay. That way when you cut it short, you're not leaving the client defenseless. Yes. It sounds like that will make it this doing it this way will make it a little less stressful for the client. Yes. Since they don't have to search in their mind and try to find them. Because I remember thinking I was done and then you know, thinking, Oh, there's another and I don't know if I was correct or not. Right. At the end of that. I know at the beginning I felt more confident. So that's what we say. Okay. That is the whole information on what you call cords. Okay. I would not say attachments again because Mm. attachments is just a negative word. Okay. So what you call cords are souls wandering the earth. They have not come to the light yet. Sometimes they attach to people that they like. And remember, if it's anything negative, it's mostly reptilian, and they're just putting in their negative energy. Those are reptilian cores. There is no such thing as demons. There are no such thing as demons. If you want to call reptilian demons, then so be it. But mm-hmm. the reptilians are not mm. souls. They, wait, they are not. Can you say that one more time? Reptilians are physical beings. They're not souls. They use negative energy to go into people. That's why demons do not exist. You mean incarnated beings, right? Right. Yes. Just like me. Right. It's it's another person having a life. Yes. Okay. Because when you're up here in the light, you can pick a life to be a reptilian if you want. Oh, yes. Because the reptilians are beings just like humans are beings. They just have a little bit more technology and power. Okay. That brings up just one small question. When I did the surrogate session for my friend, did I 
do that correctly? Did I accurately translate what I was seeing? Yes. Anything you see is the truth. Mm -hmm. You're not making things up. Yes. Do not second guess what you see. I understand. It is very interesting to me that I had a a reptilian uh, guide. Exactly, because not all reptilians are bad. See, that's right. another thing that people need to know on your planet. Yeah. Just because you say reptilian does not automatically mean that it's going to be a bad being. Mm -hmm. You cannot put them in a box like that. Right. Well, when we all pass, we go back to being ourselves. Yes. And we are all, as you say, we know everything. You're all perfect. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, let me see how are we doing on time. Let me see if there's anything else. Quantum healing, was, is this something that has always been a, a thing? Yes. It seems very, <clears throat> very special. That's how they always done it a long time ago on your planet. Okay. You are doing very good. Thank you. And now I would like to say one final thing. Yes. Like I said, about the cords, cords of souls that's wandering the earth, and they happen to find someone they liked, and they kind of hooked on to them, not doing negative things to them. They just like being with them and following them in their lives. They talk to the person's higher self to give them information to help them sometimes, and the higher self and that soul works together. If you do not want that soul connected to you, they can get a practitioner to ask them to leave, and they will leave and come back to us. It is very simple. It is that simple. Some people think that there are souls who cannot get to the light who need help. And that is sometimes the reason why they hook to people on planet Earth as a cord. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes that person helps them come into the light. Sometimes those people let go, they drop their cord because they said, okay, I've had enough of being around this person. I'm ready to go to the light. Mm -hmm. Being on earth is a high privilege. It is so hard to live there. So if you have a cord or soul attached to you, you're actually helping that soul come back to the light as well. You might not know it. But you could be doing a lot of good things helping people. And that cord will release because then you make them so happy that they helped you help other people. Then they're just let go and come here to the light. That happens a lot, actually. Wow. So having a cord to you, a soul attached to you, is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. What about those who have spirits coming to that while saying that they don't know how to get to the light. Then that's when you come in to help them get to the light because they don't listen to us all the time. That's why I said source oh, gave you a lot okay. of power where you can get them to go into the light. So do they really not know how to get to the light? They're lost in a way, as they say. Yes, because we've tried to tell them to come to the light uh -huh. and they're not afraid. Uh-huh. But sometimes 
even looking at the light, mm -hmm. they can come directly to the light. <laughs> but they are still attached to the earth a little bit. See, we don't have so much mm -hmm. power where we can detach them totally from the earth. There is a way where sometimes a soul is still attached to the third dimension sometimes. They'll be attached to the third dimension and they'll be attached to a living soul at the same time. That is when it's harder. Because if they're attached to the earth still, that the third dimension is very heavy. Yeah. It's so heavy that it pulls the soul from the light. And it is up to the soul to let go of the earth. I see. Okay. So, if it is attached to the earth, and it's attached to the soul, it's almost like the soul is here, mm -hmm. it is attached to a person, mm -hmm. and the third dimension is here, mm -hmm. so it's almost like the soul is dragging the earth oh. with the soul that it is attached to. But, you, as a practitioner, can easily let them go of the earth. And once they let go of the earth, then they will let go of the soul. It is not hard. They will truly let go. Okay. They will not fight you on it because they're not angry. Like mm. I said, they are happy. Right. They're just a little confused. So in sessions when there are things talking and they're like, oh, I'm angry. This and that. It might be a... That... Is a reptilian who's putting that in there. So once you hear that, then that's when you directly jump to the part where you say you want us to let go of the cords. Mm -hmm. And we will cut that cord and the reptilian will release. And then put up a wall. A wall. A wall of, of light. light. Okay. And the wall of light will block all the negative energies and it will put light into that person's heart. Beautiful. You say put up a wall of light. And from that wall of light, shoot light into that person you were doing the practitioner with. Mm. Put positive energy into their hearts. Make all of the negative energies go away. Heal them from any pain they have in their bodies. And everything will be good. Thank you. Is there anything I can do for a couple of friends? One is still struggling with her memory. You have the power to heal that. You mm -hmm. just ask us to do it and we will do it. You can do that without being in a session. You already know how to do it. You put positive energy her way and we will help with that. Wow. Everyone can do that. Should I share this? Yes. Oh. Share it because you know how you say on your planet, Praying yes. is the same thing. You don't have to call it a prayer, though, because now people say it so much. Prayers are not helping. You have to say, give them light. Giving light is almost stronger than saying, I will pray for you. Because people have been saying, I've been praying for you for years, and a lot of people don't. Take it serious anymore. Mm -hmm. Someone's in there having a problem. I'll pray for you. They don't believe that. 
because it's been said so many times mm-hmm. and it's not, it doesn't have the same punch as I will shoot you a blast of light in your direction. That sounds more powerful because when you're praying, that's pretty much what you're doing anyway. But when you're saying pray now, it's been used so much, it doesn't have the same power as I will shoot you a blast of light, a positive light into your life. That is way more powerful. So just say that. Okay. Everyone should do that. Okay. Even randomly. Yes. I've read about people who do that. That's a very kind Mm. thing to do for everyone. That is what you should do. Okay. And then my other friend who thinks sometimes that she does not have the gifts that I think that she does have. Perhaps I will just shoot her some light. Is there anything else? She's listening a little bit, but it is up to her to actually feel it. And like I told you before, this time of year, around your holidays, everybody feels heavy. You would think everyone would be happy around the holidays. That is not true. Around your holidays, the energy is heavier. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think that would be. You'd think everyone would be happy, but no. Mainly... Because I said before, it's because of your currency. Mm-hmm. The yes. currency is killing your planet. Mm-hmm. That's why after the holidays are over, everything feels brand new. Because there is no pressure for anyone to buy anyone anything. There is no... That's why after New Year, one says we get to start over. And everyone feels lighter again. Mm-hmm. The New Year is always lighter that's when the light is brighter too. I know a lot, a lot of people don't notice, but right after the new year, everything seems brighter. There is less negative energy after the new year. The energy gets heavier the later in the year because people pushed more to get certain things and have a lot of things done before the end of the year. Soon as the new year hits, there's like a brash of bright light. Everyone feels lighter because they're so-called starting over a fresh start. Yes. Everyone feels lighter. Yes. The light even feels lighter. And that is the truth. Wow. Oh, yes. That is the other thing. People are talking about, speaking of the earth and light. I know more light is coming in. Why is the time going so fast? Because it is getting close. Okay. It's just happening that way, part of it. Yes, it is getting close to the very important It's not the flash yet, but it's there's something very important that's going to happen. And I'm not gonna say what it is yet, but it is very important. That's why time seems like it's going by so fast. Oh, it does. And it's true because it is going by fast. Literally going fast. Yes, we can feel it. You feel yourself looking at the clock a lot. Mm -hmm. Then when it... Since it's the wintertime, your sun gets darker sooner. The sun goes down at like... 
I don't know, I guess around five on your time, and it's dark. Mm-hmm. And everyone automatically assumes it feels like it's like later than five o'clock. And the nights are longer. And people are waking up earlier because the nights are so long. And they can't understand why they're waking up at three o'clock in the morning because they think it's eight o'clock in the morning. Everyone is tired during the day this time of year because some of them can't sleep that good because the nights are so long. And they just want to sleep in the middle of the day because they're so tired. That's because the time is speeding up. Everyone seems like they're getting older faster, which is true. People are getting older faster. People are coming to the light faster. And that is not a bad thing because everything's perfect here in the light. Everyone needs to remember that time going fast is not a bad thing because... There's going to be very good things at the end of your time. And you will see. And that is all I have to say for today. Thank you very much, Metatron. Thank you. Okay, what did you guys think? I thought that was pretty interesting. Lots of new information. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, we'll have something up for you pretty soon. Probably a couple weeks. And please don't hesitate to reach out if you would like to book a BQH session. If you would like to finally jump into the world of quantum healing. If you are in need of healing or if a friend is in need right now there are a lot of people who are discovering quantum healing right now a lot more people who are opening their minds to the understanding that they don't have to do things the way they've always been taught so please don't hesitate to reach out if you would like to book a session if you would like to finally jump into the world of quantum healing I can tell you it's very exciting and it will change your life if you let it. You can find more information about the sessions on my website at sarah-web.com. That will also be in the show notes. I love you guys. We both do. Hope everybody's doing well and just sending you love. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Quantum Healing with the Angels. This podcast is sponsored by Sarah Webb Beyond Quantum Healing. Contact Sarah today for your free consultation and mention this ad for 10% off your Quantum Healing or Quantum Connect session.